0: Let's continue to clap our hands unto the Lord and give him thanks tonight. All over this building, let's just love the Lord together. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right now, right now, let's lift our voice. Let's fill this room. Let's let's give glory and praise unto the King of kings and unto the Lord of lords. you're worthy Jesus now clap your hands all ye people clap your hands all ye people if you love Jesus give him a little glory Praise God. There's enough anointing in this building to run any devil out of here. There's enough anointing in this building to raise the sick from where they lay. There's enough anointing in this building for people to go back home and take this with them and say, we're never going to be the same. We're turning our cities upside down. We're preaching this like we never preached it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. What a wonderful presence of the Lord is here. What what words we have heard over the course of these last few days. God has visited us and has revealed things and has reconfirmed things. And I, I, for one, am and leaving better than I came here. How many feel that way tonight? to give honor to the speakers that have gone before me, um, there have been things spoken and things preached that, if they are applied, will change your life forever, and I'm humbled to, to speak with these great men of God this, this week. Um, Brother Holmes, thank you for today. I know people that backslide, they blame everybody. But you know, a lot of living for God comes down to spending time with God. A lot of times backsliding is just people that don't take the time anymore with Jesus. If you'll take the time with Jesus, you won't backslide. But you'll be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Thank you for the homes for that. And you know, um, we share one of the similar trials in life. Um, You mentioned time you were here and you were going to preach, but Brother Wesley Jackson went ahead and took over service. I, I feel your pain, Brother Holmes. <laughs> I understand. I understand. But God gets us through. <laughs> Brother Jackson, thank you for preaching that last night. Amen. Amen. What he preached was so very true, and it was a very difficult thing to preach coming from a younger man it's not easy there's a lot of pressure that comes to bear and I kid with Brother Jackson and and he kids with me but we love him we appreciate his walk with God I'm excited to be working with men of God who love this great message Amen Praise God Brother Booker love and appreciate you Amen. But the Booker's been a great influence in my life. But the Bo, um, but the bow, but the Wilson, um, but the Bass—great men of God. When I walked through some of the darkest places of my life, they helped us, my wife, myself. And when you have men who have the experience. In the kingdom of God. To reach in and strengthen and support and provide perspective. Amen. Thank God for it. Aren't you thankful for the man of God in your life? Aren't you thankful for a word fitly spoken? Like apples of gold and pitchers of silver. God knows how to send a man. God knows how to send a man with a word. Thank you for your sensitivity, for your words this week, and for your walk with God. I love these men greatly. Amen. Pastor Mayo, we give honor to you. Amen. There's revival in the Northwest. Anybody believe that tonight? Anybody feel that tonight? Anybody believe this is just the beginning of what God's going to do God's just getting started. God's just turning up the volume. God's just beginning. Hey, glory to God. Amen. 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 And I think that you should get somebody to take a picture and make some kind of an image of you with that microphone here in this pulpit like that that should be the church logo (laughs) I know he wouldn't do that but the spirit of secularism and humanism that has tried to dominate this region needed somebody to walk in here and say your time's over the apostolics are here And we're washed in the blood of Jesus. And we're full of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Brother Mayo has spent time with me. We've talked. We've wept together. We've prayed together. Love and appreciate him and his precious wife, his family, and um, everybody else. Brother Hoffer, love and appreciate him. Good to see Brother Timothy Hall on the keyboard tonight. Great man of God. I'm not going to call everybody because I'd sit here all night, but we love we love the Northwest, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm glad my wife and my boys could be here yeah. with me tonight. Sister Urshan and Joseph and Benjamin, they are the apple of my eye, and they hold me together. They pray with me. They love God, and I'm so proud of my boys, and I'm thankful they love Jesus. Amen. My wife is precious. I'm glad she could be here. So, amen. God is doing such great things. Aren't you thankful for his blessings tonight? Amen. I'm thankful for the blessings of God. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open to the book of Revelation. Chapter 4. I'm going to... I'm going to read about a scene in heaven, and I'm going to try to preach it to the best of my ability. I'm very aware it's Friday night. I'm very aware of the, the anointed preaching that's gone before me. I'm actually stunned at what God has already said, and I'm amazed at my great God who does all things well. These men did not know what I was going to preach. And as they preached, I just marveled at the tapestry that God was weaving. And so tonight I feel comfortable here in this pulpit. Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. The first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither. I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Immediately I was in the Spirit. Behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. He that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone, and there was a rainbow round about the throne, in sight like unto an emerald. Round about the throne were four and twenty seats. Upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting Clothed in white raiment, they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. A beautiful picture. I could preach on every one of these verses. But it's Friday night. (laughs) And we're supposed to run the aisles. (laughs) But there's good stuff in here. And before the throne there was a sea of glass, like under crystal, in the midst of the throne, and round about the throne were four beasts. Everybody say four beasts. four beasts, full of eyes before and behind. The first beast was like a lion. The second beast like a calf. The third beast had a face as a man. The fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within. And they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Romans chapter 8. Paul spoke to the church at Rome. And he spoke about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. He spoke about the spirit of God and how that if we are led by that spirit we are the sons of God. Verse 20 Romans 8:20 for the creature was made subject to vanity not willingly but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God for we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now not only they but ourselves also which have the first fruits of the spirit even we ourselves groan within ourselves waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body This chapter describes the sons of God. It describes spirit-filled people all the way down to the fact that when you receive His Spirit, you will cry, Abba, Father. And His Spirit will bear witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. I'm not ashamed tonight to say I'm a tongue talker. Amen. I want to preach about the creature. I want to preach about the beasts. And I want to preach a message I want to entitle simply The Manifestation of the Sons of God. The Manifestation of the Sons of God. Amen. God bless you tonight. You can be seated. I believe our world more today than ever before is looking for and hoping for Jesus. They're hungry for the Son of God. His manifestation into this world Is revealing himself. And everything that comes along with it. The power, the majesty, the promise. The inheritance in the church. Tonight we have a goodly heritage. If you're here and you're baptized in the name of Jesus. And filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You have the greatest thing this world has ever known. You have the greatest thing this world has ever known. And if you're not baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, don't leave this building without allowing us to baptize you in the name that's above every name. And God will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And you will speak with tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. And his promise is that he would give us power to become the sons of God to as many as believe on him. I want to talk a little bit about that because I, I think that the greatest days of the church are still ahead of us. Amen. I'm not just saying that because it's Friday night. I'm saying it because it's the truth. The greatest days of the church were not Azusa Street. The greatest days of the church were not Topeka, Kansas. And the greatest days of the church are not the great revivals that we've had. But greater things than these are on the horizon. Multitudes. Are gonna be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And what you feel tonight on a Friday night in Spokane, Washington is the tip of the iceberg. God is gonna pour out, pour out, pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. And I'm going to tell you when that's going to happen. It's going to happen when apostolics realize who they are. We are not another gathering. We are not just a Sunday assembly that goes to the restaurant and then goes home barely hangs on by our fingernails until the following Sunday. Oh no. But you're a son of the Most High God. A daughter of the Most High God. You have power to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. To cast out devils. If you drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm you. There is power when you operate in your divine heritage. I want to say this because God's people have always been handicapped by not believing who they were. Moses argued with God. Gideon laid out fleece after fleece. Prophets ran from the responsibility. Listen, it's not easy representing God. If you think living for God is for weaklings, you need to try it sometime. Your pastor has one of the toughest jobs on the planet earth and if he preaches the word of God without fear and without favor thank God for the man of God that will look at the spirit of this world and say you might have power out there but you don't have any power in here. You might tear up their life but you're not tearing up our life. You might rend and tear and destroy, but not in this house, not in this church, not in this sanctuary. When somebody walks in the favor of God, they have power. I don't just mean goosebumps. I don't just mean a little shiver that runs down your back when the choir hits that high note. But I mean power to break generational curses. (laughs) The alcoholism that crippled your grandfather and crippled your father does not have to cripple you in the name of Jesus. Let it be broken by the power of God. Because alcoholism can't stop the power of the Holy Ghost. Drug addiction cannot stop the authority of the name of Jesus. And pornography cannot stop the power and the majesty of a holy God. Man, I wish I had somebody to believe this in Spokane on a Friday night. I wish somebody would just turn up the volume a little bit and say, I'm not just a weakened warrior. I'm not just barely making it, but I'm God's son. Amen. Amen. I believe the world's looking for this. Every drink they take, they're looking for Jesus. And they think he's in the bottle. They think peace is in the bottle. They think comfort's in the bottle. They think, they think that there's help in the bottle. And they think it's in that bottle, but it's not. It's in Jesus. Our world is looking for Jesus. Stop letting the devil tell you that nobody wants what you have. Stop letting the devil tell you that you might as well stay inside and not tell anybody about the Holy Ghost. They want it. They might not know what it's called, but they want him. And it's your job to tell them it's Jesus. It's Jesus. Sad one, weep no more. Hallelujah. I want to talk about the sons of God. Because the scripture says if we are led by the Spirit of God, that we are the sons of God. And right now, creation, Romans 8 says it groans and it travails, waiting for the redemption of the body. Waiting for the manifestation the appearing of the sons of God. They're tired of hypocrites. They're tired of people talking the talk but not walking the walk. They're tired of televangelists who wear more on their bodies than they make in one year. They're tired of just architecture. They're tired of church in name only. They want the sons of God. They want somebody with genuine authority. They want to look at some man or some woman and they want to be astonished at them because they speak with authority. That when they speak, devils run. When they speak, healing arrives. When they speak, peace shows up. They don't need another Christian in name only. They need the sons of God to show up with healing in their hands. Reason they go to the Colosseums and they lift their hands and they shout and they dance. It's because they're wired to do that. They want to do that. They even get drunk there. And they're looking at men who can jump higher and can run faster. And they're looking at human excellence and they're glorifying that. And they flock to that and it's trillion dollar business that keeps America entranced. I'm going to tell you, they don't really want that athlete. They really want Jesus. The wiring is all there. It's just pointed in the wrong direction. You can still keep your shout. You can still scream. You can still dance. You can even get drunk. But I'm going to give you a savior that can save you to the uttermost. I'm going to give you a deliverer. That can actually reach down into the miry clay and pull you out. You're not looking for an athlete, sir. You're looking for the Son of God. Hallelujah. I believe that that this is subliminally in our psyche. We're wired for this. Amen. We're supposed to have this. Amen. I believe that men and women want God. They think it's the NFL player, the NBA player, the rock star, but what they're really looking for is the son of God. That excellence that they see has them entranced. But I'm telling you, it's nothing like what we're going to have in Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. And most people, when they quote that verse or they preach that verse, they apply it to evangelism. And they will preach that he came to seek and to save lost souls. And they say that because he left the ninety and nine and went looking for the one. Aren't you glad that he came looking for you? Amen. And he is the good shepherd. And he makes us lie down in green pastures. And he leads us beside still waters. Thank you, Jesus. But the Bible did not say that he came to seek and to save lost souls it says he came to seek and to save that which was lost which includes lost souls but it's not limited to lost souls there's a whole lot more that Jesus came to save I think he wants to restore sonship he wants to restore dominion we lost who we were and he wants to give it back to us you're looking for it in the ball field, but I'm telling you, it's in the Holy Ghost. You're looking for it in Hollywood, but it's not there, it's in the Holy Ghost. You're looking for it in the rock star, but I'm telling you, it's in the Holy Ghost. It's in the Holy Ghost. It's in the Holy Ghost. Man, do you know who you are? I'm convinced that if you knew who you are, you would not almost backslide every week. If you knew who you were, you would not backslide and get distracted. If you knew who you were, you wouldn't waste your time in gossip and pornography and all the things that try to trip you up. But if you could ever walk in the fullness of the stature of the man, Christ Jesus. In order to understand that, you have to understand the sons of God. You can be seated. Huh. People are looking for this. I think every barber shop argument over who the greatest is is a subliminal yearning for the oneness of God. I'll tell you who the greatest is. They say it's Sonny Liston. No, it was Muhammad Ali. No, it was Mike Tyson. And they'll argue back and forth. Well, he could do this, and they could do this, and they could—they had this—and they will, they will, they will proclaim the glory of the one. It's never the three. You don't share glory. You don't share majesty. And while there's a lot of people that pretend to be the greatest, I know the greatest. What you're really looking for, ladies and gentlemen, is the one who sits upon the throne from whose face the heaven and earth fled away from. You're really wanting, Hero O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. That's what you're really looking for. You're really looking for one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. You're really looking for the one who said, My glory I will not give to another. We're wired for this, ladies and gentlemen. Every drink, every drug, every illicit experience is a cheap substitute to keep us away from the real thing. Coca-Cola said, there ain't nothing like the real thing. And that's one thing they got right. There ain't nothing. I know that's a double negative. My English teacher would be upset. But honey, when the Holy Ghost comes on you, that's just sometimes the only way you can say it. There ain't nothing. There ain't nothing. There ain't nothing. Like the real thing. When he fills you with the Holy Ghost. When you speak with other tongues. As his spirit bears witness with your spirit. When you cry, Abba, Father. Amen. You can be seated. That restoration, that redemption, that that seeking and saving, that which was lost. Jesus came to do it. He came to restore it. I believe that Adam had power that we don't understand. I believe that. I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, but I want to say it. I believe that Adam had Dominion. That word dominion doesn't just mean he was the boss of some stuff. It means that he had power over this world. He didn't just mow the grass. But he commanded things and they happened. He wasn't just anybody, but he was the image of God. Adam didn't pray. Adam talked with God. The connection was never severed. It was there all the time as God spoke to him and he returned and back, and there was no blockage. There was no having to pray through. There was no having to get the victory. He had the victory. is restoring that connection. That's us coming in and calling on God and restoring the fellowship that Adam originally had. Hallelujah. I I, I wish everybody could get the CD of what you preached today, Bishop Holmes. Every church in this world needs to make their church a house of prayer. Because when people pray. I know you think the devil's getting stronger. He's not getting stronger. You just need to pray. When people pray, walls come down. When people pray, giants fall. When people pray... Cities are changed. Nations are changed. If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways. Hallelujah. I believe Adam had power over the wind. I had, believe he had power over the waves. I believe he had power to walk on water. Why? Because the last Adam did it. Jesus came as a model. Jesus came to remind us who we really are. They looked at him like he was Superman. Oh, no. No, the marvel here is not that I'm walking on water. The marvel is that you're not. I designed you for more than that. I designed you for more than a 9 to 5 and a 401k. In a 40 hour work week. I designed you. What are you doing bound by nicotine? I designed you for more than that. What are you doing bound by lust? I built you for something greater than that. What are you doing bound by pornography? You're my son. You're my daughter. And I made you for better things. When I see somebody trapped in sin, I'm not looking to judge them and talk about how bad they are. I'm brokenhearted that God's son is tied up in chains and bondage. The creature is subject to vanity. And it's limping. Mankind limps and walks and travails and groans through life. Waiting for the promise of God. I'm telling you, Spokane, Washington, they need what we have right now. They need the power that's moving up and down these aisles and in and out of these pews. They need just a, you listen to me right now. They need that stuff that's in your spirit right now. They need just a little taste. Peter marveled at the fact that he could walk on water. Couldn't believe it. Peter, I made you for this. Oh, no, I can't. I can't. Peter, get out of the boat. I'm going to show you what happens when you walk in my authority. What will happen when God's sons show up? See, I don't I don't believe that Moses had superpowers when he parted the Red Sea. I believe God just pulled back the curtain on, on, on power and authority and let Moses operate in original authority that Adam had. I'm gonna give Moses just a little taste of what Adam walked in. Hey, <laughs> Tamabokoshiah. I believe that when all the animals came to the ark, I believe that Noah was just exercising the same stuff that Adam exercised when he named the animals. I believe he was exercising the same stuff that Jesus did when he said, Peter, cast your nets on the other side. And Peter said, I'm a fisherman of decades. There's no way. But I have that you cannot imagine so cast your nets on the other side and the same stuff that brought the animals to Adam and the same stuff that brought the animals to Noah came running down the side of Peter's boat and he almost sank the boat what happens when God's children show up what happens when the sons of God Pharaoh You think you're tough? Pharaoh, you think you have power? Your armies and your chariots and your military. When one of my boys gets loose in your nation, one of my boys is going to part the Red Sea. One of my boys is going to turn the water to blood. One of my sons... Some may trust in horses, and some may trust in chariots, but we will remember the name of the Lord, and one of my boys can bring your whole nation to its knees. What will happen when one of God's sons shows up on your job? What will happen when one of God's daughters shows up at your job? What happens when one apostolic, Holy Ghost-filled, Jesus' name, child of God, shows up? Because Jesus came to restore what Adam lost. Jesus came to put back the sonship that Adam forfeited. And as many as received him, to them gave he power, power, power. You gotta stop walking in limited authority, you gotta walk in the power of Almighty God. And I wish somebody would praise him like you believe that. I wish you'd praise him like you knew that your name was written in the Lamb's book of life. I wish you'd praise him like you knew your coworkers were going to get the Holy Ghost. Like you knew your backslidden family was going to get the Holy Ghost. Watch what happens when God's sons show up. Come on Gideon, do you know who you really are? Come on Moses, go down to Egypt and let my people go. I feel the Holy Ghost right now I feel like there's lightning bolts coming out of my fingertips I feel like I feel like God's doing something on a Friday night Things are breaking right now in the Holy Ghost. things are breaking right now. Joshua, do you know who you are Deborah, do you know who you are Esther. You've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. I wish somebody would believe it. I wish a whole mission pastor would believe it. I wish an outreach worker would believe it. I wish an evangelist would believe it. Right now, right now, right now, right now. Hail, thou mighty man of valor. I wish an evangelist would believe this i wish a sunday school teacher would believe this come on god's waking something up god's waking something up God's manifesting his sons. God's manifesting his daughters. And the world is ready for it. They don't need Superman. They need the Son of God. They don't need Batman. They need the Son of God.